What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Adrian's Visionary Network. I'm your host and friend, Adrian Schaefer. And this podcast is about growing sharper as a child of God by landing on God's understanding of us and how we can overcome anything hindering our spiritual growth. So it's been a little mini, y'all. And I just had to ask the Lord for forgiveness for delaying this message because he has been getting on my case about this message. So let's get right into it. The title of this message is Don't Blame It on the Coffee, The Reality About Starbucks. So I know many people drink Starbucks coffee, but this is a message for the body of Christ to warn warn others as well about the depth of this message and why as Jesus lovers, we should not invest into this company into this ungodly brand and the reason why i said don't blame it on the coffee is because i understand the coffee is good and many people say oh no i can't give up starbucks they good i love jesus though but at the end of the day just because something is good don't mean it's god and if you the more you invest into a brand that's ungodly the more you yield to something that is causing havoc because the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy And we're ultimately giving our money to the destroyer. And I'm going to dive deeper about how and why. Okay. A personal testimony of mine is I never really drink Starbucks. I don't really care about the hype about it. I rarely even drink coffee in general. I like iced coffee. I go get it from a donut shop or whatever. And I just started getting on Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros. Woo woo. Okay. And anyways. (laughs) It, the the most I've had from Starbucks was an iced coffee. I'm big on iced coffees. And I had like a bagel or something like four years back. Like I said, this is very rare that I interact with this brand. But I see how hyped it is. And this is most definitely a brand that is loved by many people. But let's dive deeper in today. So this is what the Lord has done. And this is why he is using me to put out this message. So driving by Starbucks, the Lord uses my eyes um, to see the logo. Many times I don't care about Starbucks, y'all. So I'm like, Lord, what are you saying? Lord, what are you trying to say to me? Because I knew it was the Lord at this point because I don't care for Starbucks. And he put my attention on the logo. Okay, the logo every single time. Y'all, I'm driving by. I see this green little monster every single time or a siren. That's the exact thing it is. So I see this little monster and I'm like, Lord, why do you keep putting this on my mind? Like, I'm tired of seeing this. Like, what's up for real? So he reveals it to me, you know. So I go look, do my research because in Hosea 4 and 6, it says in God's word that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. First of all, you gain your knowledge by doing research and studying God's word. Simple as that. So I go and study um, to see why the Lord is putting this on my heart to talk about. So I look up the meaning of the Starbucks logo. And at the very beginning of the um, article, it says, it says the meaning behind our logo. She's she's at the center of your Starbucks cup, that green mythological creature who's staring into your soul as you drink your latte. The start of Starbucks anniversary blend. But seriously, who is she? And it goes on to say, I'm not going to read everything from the second paragraph, but it says it's the siren. 
right? So first of all, let's let's debunk the let's dive deep into that first few, the first few sentences. It says mythological creature. First of all, who's staring into your soul? Let's cut it out right there, y'all. A mythological creature has no business staring into your soul that belongs to Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus Christ. Okay, your soul. You were bought with a price. No one, not no creature, especially. First of all, this creature ain't from heaven. All right. So let me let me get my pen. Hold on, hold on. My pen is magnetic and it's stuck to my laptop. Okay. So I did my more research about a siren, correct? So I look up what a siren is and I actually come across one definition. It says, in Greek mythology, sirens are human-like beings with alluring voices. Um, first of all, and then I go look into the definition of alluring. It, first of all, Greek mythology, a siren is an, a creature that lives in the ocean and it sings alluring songs. Okay, I'm going to get into that in a minute, but I want to tell y'all the definition of allure. Allure means the quality of being powerfully and mysteriously attractive or fascinating. Synonyms are enticement, bewitchment, temptation, persuasion, charm, enchantment, seduction. All these words, all these words, y'all, temptation for sure. Um, and if you go to the scripture about um, what is the scripture? Let me, I got to find this for you guys. Where it says beauty is fleeting. Beauty is fleeting and charm is deceptive. Let's find that. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 30. It says charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Okay, simple as that. And the definition of the allure thing for the siren is deception. This is a deceitful creature, okay? Vanity, based on vanity and self-glory. And this this has this brand has nothing to do with Jesus. That's the main point of this podcast. So let's get back into it. So you know the definition of allure. You know what a siren is, an ungodly creature. So I want to dive deeper. First of all, where does creature come from? How I know this, how I know it's ungodly. Why I'm making this such a big deal? It's just a little cartoon. It's just a little logo. Okay. So I want y'all to understand that we need to be look beyond the rose-colored glasses. We need to look. I feel the Holy Spirit. We need to look beyond the curtains. That sometimes things are hidden in plain sight for us to be deceived. Okay. First of all, like at the beginning of the sentence, looking in my soul. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. So let's get back into it. So the Lord revealed to me um, that the places we go to that are ungodly, um, this place is an altar to this deity. Okay, and uh, this isn't the each and every Starbucks place is an altar to a deity to this deity. So the definition of altar. Is 
or what an altar is, is a structure on which offerings are made to a deity. Um, so uh, it's a place of sacrifice. And it says an altar is a place where sacrifices are offered. Okay. So as you can see, it makes more sense that this place is an altar to this deity and people go invest they go and put their money on this altar y'all know in communion when we give him money and we eat the bread and we drink the the blood of jesus that's how we worship the lord um at the at, at church and this is how they this god wants to be worshiped with money with your soul, obviously, because it's looking in your soul like what? Your soul is your mind, will and emotions. So this is what these are the steps we should take to not be deceived by certain places where we go and eat and drink. OK. OK. <clears throat> OK, yeah. So Starbucks logo, first of all, like I said earlier, is a serpent sea god. Siren slash mermaid slash demigod. Name it what you want to call it, whatever. So we have to discern our food and our burgers. Got to discern what we put in our body. Okay. It may taste good. It may look good. But is the spirit good? Okay. The more authority we yield to these ungodly brands, the more power they have in a region. Which are regional principalities, okay? We don't fight flesh and blood. Let's look at Ephesians 6 and 12 for what the Lord tells us about fighting flesh and blood. So, Ephesians 6 and 12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Okay? And it's deeper than you think. This deity on the Starbucks logo has power in certain regions that we live in because people go and alter, I mean, go to this altar and offer sacrifices to it. Oh my God, like is it that is surprising to even be coming out of my mouth right now because Jesus Christ himself revealed this to me. God revealed this to me. So it makes sense. It makes perfect sense that this is a principality with dominion in areas that it has power in. What is a principality? Like Ephesians 6 says. Principalities are powers. This is I'm getting this from Christianity.com. Principalities are powers in the Bible are levels of demons or the presence of demonic activity. These beings are real and their primary goal is to kill, injure, worry, de destroy, irritate. Let's keep reading. And the goal is to cause much damage to humans as God will allow. Um, it says these beings are a part of the rank of the kingdom of darkness and include fallen angels that were kicked out of heaven with Lucifer. That's in Genesis, you guys. Go read to show show yourself approved. 
um, the intent of the spirits is to hinder the purpose of God on the earth and take as many people as possible with them to hell in the process. It says a lot of what these spirits stand for has been glamorized through media, books, songs, and other outlets. However, Christian materials, films, books, songs, and magazines do have a presence in society and are gaining as the appetite of the public desires something better to feed off. These beings cover territories. Their presence is felt in cities. And there uh, it says right here, some cities may have a principality of murder hovering over it. Another city may have a hindrance, sexual perversion, um, such as like rape or kidnapping, um, sex trafficking, all these things, sexual immorality, like all these different deities have dominion in certain areas. And you can tell by the area what's what's the most what's the greatest what principality it is, okay, y'all. So this is what we need to do. Number one, do your research. Do your research. I, the Lord is really heavy about this. Do your research. Hosea chapter four verse six. It says, "My people perish for the lack of knowledge." Number two, we test the spirit. Like I said earlier. And first John four um and one through six it says let me go back it says beloved believe not every spirit but try the spirits whether they are of God Starbucks not because many false prophets are going out into the world Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confess that Jesus Christ come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Okay. And I want to read this quick verse for encouragement. Verse four. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Okay. That was number two. We have to uh, test the spirit to see if they're of God. One, we do our research. And three, we obey the Lord. We obey the Lord. We obey the Lord. Proverbs 9 and 10. Uh, I got to grab my Bible right quick. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, the starting point for acquiring wisdom is to be consumed with awe as you worship Jehovah God. This is TPT translation, you guys. To receive the revelation of the Holy One, you must come to the one who has living understanding. Only God revealed this to me, you guys. Wisdom will extend your life, making every year more fruitful than the one before. So it is your advantage to be wise, but to ignore the counsel of wisdom is to invite trouble into your life. Okay. This also includes places that do not outwardly yield to Satan, like Starbucks, but also places that inwardly yield to the enemy. Y'all, I'm going to tell a quick story. One time I was eating at this place, the seafood place, and God was just laying in heaven on, laying in heaven, that too. Laying it heavy on me, he was. I walked in this place one time. He said, "Stop eating here," 
And I'm like, hold on, was that me? Or? And I ate there that day, but as time went on, I didn't like the attitudes of the people. I'm not going into deep detail about that, okay? Because it sounds petty, but it's deeper than just the attitudes, you guys. I didn't like the spirit in that place. It was a very heavy demonic spirit in that place, and I ain't, I wasn't trying to get to know that spirit. That spirit don't need to be looking into my soul. So I stopped, I stopped eating there. Let's let's get it like that. When the Lord tell you stop eating somewhere, stop going somewhere, stop going. Because you don't want nothing attached to you, okay? Test the spirit. Number four, keep your understanding on what is not seen. Like we discussed earlier in Ephesians chapter 6. Um, number five, eyes to see, ears to hear. This just don't mean physical things, okay? Like I said, keep your understanding on what is not seen, not just physical things, that rhyme. Eyes to see, ears to hear. This means have discernment. This means to have discernment. And this, oh, this message is so heavy. <sighs> have discernment. If you feel a ring, 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 ding, ding, in your spirit about something, somewhere, something, someplace, or someone, that means something, okay? That means something. Basically, like, this thing that is being worshipped with the good coffee that people don't want to give up because it's so overhyped, and I guess it really is good. But like I said, the title of this podcast is Don't Blame It on the Coffee. Okay? The body of Christ, we need discernment. We need God's armor in Ephesians 6 as well. Go go read that, you guys. We need the shoes of peace, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, the, sh- uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and the helmet of salvation. Put that on when you put your clothes on in the morning. And God gave me these four words to just lean on with this message. He said proximity. He said spiritual danger. Territory. And full armor. So we need the full armor when we go into territories. When we're in close proximity to spiritual danger. Again, we need the full armor when we go into territories that is in close proximity to spiritual danger. We don't want to be spiritually endangered. Okay, we are under God's wing. He protects us. So therefore, he warns us when we are somewhere where we don't need to be. And okay, other places like I don't even eat at these places, but the names just stood out to me. The names was enough. Okay. Voodoo donut. Baby, I ain't going nowhere where they putting voodoo on my donuts. Let's keep it like that. And people, it's just a name. If it's just a name, why I can't put Jesus in the title? Like, Jesus Donuts. I, it, like, <laughs> like, it's really deeper than we think. And we just cannot, we cannot invest our money. This is a warning from the Lord, like, by the way. I know I'm kind of laughing a little bit, but, yeah, like, we, we should not as as children of Christ being in his body we should not we should not we should not invest our money into these ungodly places thank god i don't drink there and eat there and but i know other people do 
Um, but yeah, let's always do our research. Number one, test the spirit, obey God. Keep your understanding on what is not seen. Question everything. Eyes to see, ears to hear. Okay. Um, just do a quick rundown again. These places are altars to Satan. Yeah, he said mention Slim Chickens. Slim Chickens too. I stopped eating there. The logo turned me off. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm I'm like, that look like some some I ain't you know what God, I'm not gonna say it right now. But that don't look right. Okay. That looks eerie. Um and then oh yeah, okay, so a quick rundown. This Starbucks is an altar that people go put their money at on the altar to worship this deity. We un they unknowingly do it though, you guys. Um and then this is a siren. This is a fallen angel from heaven that wants to is on Satan's side, like to steal, kill, and destroy, to gain dominion in the earth, to hinder God's people. And if y'all want to understand more of what I just said about hindering God's people, how can this how can the restaurant, how can the coffee spot hinder God's people? It's not just the coffee, y'all. Like I said plenty of times, like it's the demonic spirit. It's the demon. It's a principality. It's a it's a high ranking demon. We don't fight flesh and blood, but places like the really I'm sorry, y'all, I'm stuttering. In Ephesians six, like it says we don't fight flesh and blood, but we fight against Oh, I need to mention something else, you guys. I almost forgot. Ephesians six, where you at? But we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces in of evil in heavenly places. So that siren. That ain't it. OK, and I pray that this message fall on open hearts and open ears and that the Lord has awakened you to his to the truth um and if you drink starbucks and you hearing this message i pray that the lord's conviction falls really heavy on you because he's not playing no more like stop investing into these ungodly brands and invest into invest into the kingdom of god um i also want to mention oh like i said earlier if you want to understand more of what I mean by hindering God's people, go read Daniel. I believe it's um, Daniel 6 when the prince of per where it talks about the prince of Persia and how it hindered God's angel from getting the message to um, Daniel in the, in the Bible. Do, 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 do. I'm trying to save time because I got a new computer, y'all, and I'm not even, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to work this thing. Like, what? Where is the search button? Anyways, <laughs> I'm just going to have to put that in the description because I wasn't prepared for that part of the podcast. But go read about Daniel and the Prince of Persia. That's in the word of God. If y'all want to better understand how can this logo is such a big deal to you, 
How can this get in the way of God's people? It's just coffee. It's not that serious. It's just a logo. Go read that, please. God will not warn me if it didn't mean nothing. Go read Daniel and about the Prince of Persia. But I want to mention also um, a, a Dagon was a deity in the Bible that was worshipped in Mesopotamia. Um, this was a fish god. It was half man, half fish. It had a tail. And the way they worshiped this deity was through sacrifices, um, feast, sacrifice, child sacrifice was a major one. Um, this is like a, a, a god that was worshiped for sexual, um, um, what's it called? Sexual, um, fertility. That's what they say a lot, but it's really sexual immorality. Um, and that is in First Samuel 5. It says, the title of it is The Ark in the Land of the Philistines. Go read First Samuel in 5. It basically talks about, I'm going to give y'all a quick rundown, how the Philistines stole the Ark of the Covenant of God and took it to their place of worship, to the God of Dagon, to the God Dagon, sorry. And the the Dagon God thing fell on his face on the ground before the Ark of the Lord. And they took Dagon and put him back in his place. And it says, but the following morning when they arose, there was Dagon falling on his face on the ground before the Ark of the Lord. His head and hands had been broken off and were lying on the threshold. Only his body remained. Um, and then it goes on to talk about how God wreaked havoc in the city where they stole the Ark of the Covenant. From the Israelites, he afflicted the people because they took God's creation, basically like they took the place of worship from the Israelites and brought it to their town. And the little fish God, which is the same thing as a siren, um, it it God, God subdued it. OK, so if y'all want the correlation, the actual biblical stories behind what I'm talking about, go read. um First Samuel five and Daniel uh, six, I believe. Um, let's see what else I talked about an altar with you guys. So I just want to I want to thank y'all for coming this far. I didn't even mean for this message to be this long, but um, do your research. Um, study to show yourself self approved. Um, test the spirits. Obey God. Keep your understanding of what is not seen and ask the Lord for discernment. We don't want to be in spiritual danger. Um, so, yeah, watch what you eat. That's a word for me, too, y'all, because, baby, French fries be hidden a lot. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, I love you guys, but Jesus loves you more. And I'm going to leave with a quick prayer. Father God, we thank you for today, and I pray that our eyes are open in these last days and you help us to discern what we put into our mouth, what we put into our body, what we listen to, what we watch. And I pray that the convictions increase in our life and that you keep our eyes. You help us to keep our eyes on heaven in your time and that you help us to be patient. Lord, I pray that we don't yield to these demonic brands. We don't give our money to them. We don't invest in any kind of way to these brands but we invest 
into the kingdom of God. Because we know that when we invest into the kingdom of God, it is much of more greater value. Lord, teach us the value of your kingdom, Lord God. I pray that your people don't perish for the lack of knowledge, but we you, you begin to place a just a hunger for you and a hunger for righteousness in all of your children under the sound of my voice, Lord God. And that we don't just make excuses on staying in situations we know are ungodly or know are not for you, Father God. And that your people just, you enrich us to be holy and be righteous and live peaceful lives and live simple lives and to dwell in your presence and to dwell in your love, Father God. I pray that you increase our discernment, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and that we just get that feeling, that unction from the Holy Spirit more often, Father God. When we are somewhere we need not to be, Father God, I pray that we become more obedient and that you lay it heavy on us when we are living in disobedience, Father God, even me, Jesus. Um, Lord, thank you for your love and you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins for the whole world. I thank you, Lord, for the eyes to see and ears to hear and to understand the times we are in, that times are sensitive. And I pray that we love one another and that we become more unified in the body of Christ and that we obey you when it comes to starting even our own brands. Lord, we thank you for the brands that are going to outburst this year and next year here on out that are rooted on you and have you as their foundation so we don't have to worry about these ungodly brands lord i pray that we are bold enough to boycott these brands that are not of you but of satan father god thank you jesus for your wisdom and amen amen again this is adrian visionary network stay rooted in christ and open your eyes i love y'all but jesus loves y'all more And I want to mention very quickly, um, may I please be in prayer for the people who work at these organizations that are not godly, because you're not only in spiritual danger if you buy from these places and you give your money to these deities, but also in spiritual danger if you work there and you get paid from these places, you promote these places, um, because everything connected to this brand It's not of God. And just have discernment, like I said earlier. But yeah, be in prayer for the people who invest there and also work there. God bless you all.